Welcome to Modus Cafe. Join us for fun, lighthearted, and educational conversations around training, athletic longevity, and the human side of climbing with your hosts, Mercedes Pallmeyer and Katya Dev. We are at the end of the year of 2023. Holy smokes. Uh, this year went by really quickly uh, uh, from my perspective. Uh, and to help you have a successful 2024 today, we're going to talk about goal setting. Really, Katya is going to be walking us through uh, some of her processes that have worked for her and many of our clients. Um, and so she's going to drop some knowledge on goal setting. Um, and you can follow along, take notes. You know, we really do encourage you to actually like, let's take some notes uh, during this episode and really start thinking about some of these questions that uh, Katya is going to be asking you. Thanks. Um, yeah, it's the end of the year. And I personally love to set goals for the new year. I know not everybody loves that. I feel like new year resolutions have gotten a bad rep a little bit. Um, but I think goal setting is a skill in itself. And it's something that can be learned and practiced. And then it doesn't have to be this terrible thing. Because I think most humans love setting goals, because I think most humans just love to grow. And really, that's what it comes down to when we set goals. But I think not setting goals well, not using, you know, simple practices and skills to set goals can just make it really difficult to reach them. And I think that's why goal setting gets a bad rap as at least around the new year, people just kind of like throw out goals, like random goals. And then, you know, they don't have a method that comes along and then they don't reach their goals. And that's why people think in my opinion, goal setting is bad, but I think it can be really, really productive. So before we get started, I want to talk about why I think goal setting can be very helpful for us to grow. I mean, when I said this already, it can help us grow. Um, it can help us get motivated. It can align our focus. Um, when we think about goal setting, especially around the new year, sometimes you want to improve in all areas of our life at the same time, but that's most of the time, pretty unrealistic. So actually taking some intentionality and setting goals also helps us align our focus because it helps us think about what is it that we want to prioritize? What is it that we want to work on, let's say in January or for the whole year? Um, setting goals can hold us accountable. And Mercedes has some really um, wise words to share about this because sometimes setting goals and that accountability piece as helpful as it can be, it can also cause a lot of pressure. It can make us feel a lot of pressure when we set goals, and when we share them with other people. We're going to talk about that later today. I think um, setting goals can actually trigger behavior change. So if you want to change a certain behavior, of course, ideally, we would just change this behavior right now, right? But actually setting goals and working towards something can really help us um, change a certain behavior and work on these habits that we're going to talk about, work on habits that will ultimately change the behavior. And I think setting goals and reaching them can give us a sense of self-mastery. Of course, it's a big bummer when we can't reach our goals, but how about what happens when we do reach our goals? You know, it gives us confidence in ourselves and it makes us usually feel good. And along the side, we've probably just grown a bunch. So I'm a big fan of goal setting. And, you know, if you're someone who likes to learn a little bit more about goal setting, you're in the right place because I'm going to share some of my tips. 
So I did like what you said about self-mastery. I'm just going to say one thing. I think sometimes when we set goals or we think we have to stick to a training plan because I set a goal, um, uh, I think the perfectionism really starts to set in. And I think instead of perfectionism, you can think of mastery, the self-mastery where failure is such a big part of mastery and changing direction as part of self-mastery. Um, so I really like that you brought that into the self-mastery, I think is a really huge component of uh, athletic development and just personal development. So thank you for that. You're going to be diving into that. All right, let's move on. Okay. So the way I like to talk about goal setting is I love using analogies. If you've been listening to this podcast for a minute, you might know this already, but I love using analogies. And my favorite analogy for goal setting is the road trip analogy. Because most of the time when we set goals, we set bigger goals. We think of setting bigger goals, right? Something we want to achieve might be something like a mini dream or even a big dream. But let's say if our goal is similar to a road trip, that means it's going to be a big journey, right? We're going on this road trip. Let's say Mercedes lives in Seattle. Let's say, where do you want to go, Mercedes? What's your big road trip you want to go to? Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree. Okay, that's quite the trip. How many days does it take to drive down there? It takes me normally two days. Okay. Three days. Three days. So my road trip analogy for um, setting goals um, starts with one know your why. Why are you going on this road trip? Meaning, why are you setting this goal? And I'm going to dive into all of these in a minute, but I want to just briefly go through my road trip analogy. So always think about your why. Like, why are you going on this trip, Mercedes? Like, why Joshua Tree? The second one is when you go on a road trip or you set a big goal, make a plan. Don't just say, hey, I want to go on this road trip. And then, you know, the next day you just start driving without a plan. That's usually a bad idea. And I feel like that's actually one of the pieces that sets people up for failure over success is people just are driving. Um, but I suggest make a plan. When you make goals, the plan should come alongside the goals. It's like an instructional manual for reaching your goals. Number three is don't drive alone. You're going on this big road trip. You're embarking on this big journey to reach your goal that you set out to reach. Um, I suggest don't drive alone. Again, I'll talk about this in a minute. And I'm sure, Mercedes, you have not driven to the Joshua Tree alone. At least I hope you haven't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> she um, shook her head for those of you who are not watching this on YouTube. And number four, my favorite one for um, setting big goals is actually it's okay to change directions. So let's say you're embarking on this journey in Mercedes case to Joshua Tree and or you set this big goal, mm, let's say you want to climb a certain grade, it is okay to change directions. That is just part of learning and that is so important to keep in mind. And I think sometimes, again, we'll talk about pressure down the road. Sometimes people get too hung up on their goals and they forget that they can they can change their goals or I like to call it unsetting. I'm going to talk about that. So I think, yeah, what I'm going to do, unless Mercedes has anything to say, do you want to add anything? So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through the four tips and share my um, knowledge around that. Mercedes has some things to say too. I know that. So first, we're going to talk about know your why. Like, why are you going on this trip? Why do you want to reach this big goal? 
I will say this is so, so important because I think a lot of people do what I call borrowing goals. And this happens um, especially in the fitness industry or in the nutrition industry where people, you know, just want to reach a certain goal, either lose weight or, you know, do something along these lines. And I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to lose weight. But what is really important is for us to know why we're doing this. Or are we just trying to, you know, climb a certain grade because other people are doing it, you know? And this is really what we want to make sure that we're not doing, that we're not thinking we should be choosing a goal just because all of these advertisements tell you now you need to work on X, Y, and Z, right? So know your why. And my favorite exercise is um, asking the five why questions. Um, both Mercedes and I learned this in one of our coaching certifications, the five whys. And I'm going to be vulnerable for just a minute here for a second. I'm going to share my five whys for why I want to climb the 10. And this is an exercise that I've actually done multiple times for myself, specifically around my climbing. So what I'm sharing with you is actually the um, result of multiple journaling sessions. Because sometimes when we start asking ourselves why, we don't truly know why. So it might take a minute or two to really figure out your own why, why you want to reach something, why you want to reach a certain goal. Okay, I'm going to share this with you and then I want to tell you why the why is also so important. Okay, Mercedes and I are going to do this exercise. I'm going to start and she's going to ask me the five whys. Okay, Mercedes, my goal is to climb V10. I want to climb V10. Uh, so why do you want to climb V10? I want to feel like I'm a good climber. Okay. So why do you want to feel like a good climber? I want to feel like a good climber because that would mean that I'm a real athlete. Mm. So why do you want to feel like a real athlete? Good question. <laughs> um, I want to feel like a real athlete because that would mean that would mean that I'm strong. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then why do you want to be strong? Because that means that I would be able to protect myself. And why do you want to be able to protect yourself? Because I want to live a long, healthy, and happy life. Okay, thank you, Mercedes. So, um, as you can probably tell, you know, we went from wanting to climb V10 in a totally different direction. And the reason this is really important is because this is really our fuel for our journey, is knowing a while, a why. You know, this is the fuel that will get Mercedes all the way to Joshua Tree. This is the fuel that will help you reach your goal. Because in my case, sure, I want to climb E10. But really, there's all these layers of what I actually want to achieve that are underneath that. And the reason it's so important is because I keep reminding myself as I'm working towards, let's say, climb V10, um, what it is that I actually want. Or it can be really helpful in the case of us not reaching that goal, or maybe the goal, you know, is quite difficult to reach. What I keep in mind for myself is, hey, yeah, sure, I want to climb V10, but I also know 
that is just a means to an end. What I really want is feel healthy and strong and happy. And feeling strong is a big theme in my life because you might have picked up on this, but there was a time in my life where I couldn't protect myself or I thought I couldn't protect myself. So I have this deep-seated desire to want to protect myself. And part of that is feeling strong. And so anyway, I want to just encourage everybody to really think about your why. And actually, I think especially when it comes to, let's say, climbing, strength training, or even just, you know, working on our nutrition, that can be really powerful because it can really help you, one, reach your goal and also and reach your actual goal. You know, what is the actual goal that you're trying to reach? So that can really help you with that. Yeah, and I think it is important to remember that the first time you do the five whys, you might not get to your root why. Like, I almost wonder if this five whys needs to turn into the 15 whys. Like, you might need to just keep digging and keep digging. Um, but starting with five is really hard. Like, I I tend to stop at three. I stop at three and then I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm almost scared to continue to ask myself these questions. Um, so it's a difficult exercise, but well worth it in the end because <clears throat> it can actually help formulate your identity. Um, and I did want to talk a little bit about identity when it, when it comes to goal setting, because really like, you know, it boils down to like your identity, your priorities, your values as a human. Um, and those things affect your goals or your ability to achieve those goals. Um, and for climbers specifically, you know, I think some people who are very new to training might not actually identify themselves as a climber. And I want you to think about what does being like calling yourself a climber mean? And in, in my view, like for me, myself identify as a climber is that I show up to the gym. Like I, I climb on a regular basis. I am an outdoor climber. So I try to go outside when I can. And so those actions reflect my identity. And, and that's what you really have to think about. If you don't really identify as a climber yet for some reason, okay, maybe it's time to start thinking about yourself as a climber someone who shows up to the gym, someone who uh, might follow a training plan or just has a little bit of structure to what they're doing. And that might just be like the little hurdle that you need in order to stay consistent. Because that's really like, I think the bottom line here is the staying consistent with what you want to do. So think about your identity a little bit when you're going through these five whys. Does it reveal an identity you didn't think about? Um, and yeah. Just maybe jot some notes down about that piece. Yeah, thank you, Mercedes. Super important. Okay, shall we move on to number two? So remember, number two on this journey of reaching your goal or driving down to Joshua Tree is make a plan. Don't just start driving. Don't just start embarking on your journey without making a plan. Um, and actually, I like what Mercedes just said. She just actually used the word structure, which I really um, like, which is synonymous with what I'm trying to say here. Um, of course, you know, we, you know, we are climbing coaches. So when we think about making a plan for reaching big goals for most of our athletes, that means reaching some climbing goals and actually making a plan often means making a training plan, like having a plan. 
the plan does not have to be complicated at all. The plan can be simple, but really the plan is there to provide some structure um, to your journey for that road trip. So you know exactly, you know, um, where you're driving to, what are, you know, the, what are the intermediate goals? Let's say Mercedes said, you know, when she drives a Joshua tree, it takes three days. So you need to know, well, what are the intermediate goals that you're hitting before you're hitting that big, big goal? Like, where are you spending the nights? Which roads are you going to take? Maybe part of your plan might be making a backup plan. Like, what happens if, you know, I can't go or do this at a given time? Which is actually one of the things we talk a lot about in our community, too, when we talk about training for climbing what often happens is people get busy so then we talk about all these other plans b c d and e that people could do instead of the plan a that i intended to do just so people can stay on course you know because in the end it's just a detour let's say you want to go to joshua tree you hit a roadblock because your life got busy all you need to do is just drive a detour and you can still reach your goal without turning around and driving back home, right? That's really what we want to do. We want to make sure that people reach their goals. And sometimes it might take a little bit longer. Like it might take Mercedes four or five days to get to Joshua Tree. Um, but the goal for us as coaches is to help you reach your goal, no matter how long it takes. So one of the things that I like to use for making a plan too, um, just generally speaking, even just for setting a goal, I like to use the SMART goals. Mercedes and I just talked about this. SMART is a synonym, or no, it's an acronym for um, setting goals. Some of you might have heard about it because, you know, the goal-setting world talks a lot about SMART goals, but I don't know if everybody's heard of them. So I just briefly want to talk about what SMART goals are and what I like about them. So SMART goals, S. M-A-R-T stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. And what I like about setting SMART goals is because even though it might sound cheesy to do that, um, it can really help us get focused on your goals and make sure that this is really an attainable goal and something we want to do. Um, I like... Um, S stands for specific. I think that is really important because let's say, for example, for climbers, someone, you know, sets a goal, hey, I want to get better at climbing in 2024. Now, Mercedes, what would you do if an athlete comes to you and says, hey, Mercedes, I want to work with you. I want to get better at climbing. You know, mm -hmm. what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Getting better, you know? So yeah, what is normally if someone says that they they do have an idea of what it is that they want. Maybe they're just a little bit afraid to voice the thing that they want. Um, so in our conversations, you know, we try to come up with something, at least one, like just one thing to kind of focus on in that next training program to get them toward being a better climber. And usually it is, uh, it could be like, it's a technique focus. Uh, it could be an energy system focus. It could be a great focus. Yeah, there's many different ways to make, you know, a general goal specific. And what I like about it, it gives us one focus and also, which is what M stands for, it can make it measurable. Like, are we progressing towards our goal? So we have this big goal that's now specific, and then we can come up with these intermediate goals that we can measure that allow us to realize we are on track to reach that big goal. Let's say in my case, for example, that I wanted to climb well, actually, I used to want to climb 513. Um, but let's say in this case, I've been wanting to climb V10 for a, 
a while now. And so, you know, obviously I don't just train for a winter and then I climb V10 instead, instead, you know, I have these, you know, smaller goals I reach in between that are measurable. Like, you know, first I need to like hit all these other grades, for example, you know, you don't, you don't go from V3 to V10. So that's one way, like make sure that your goal is measurable because it helps you see the progress and you can measure your goal in all sorts of ways. Um, just due to time, I don't have you know time to go into this, but there's really fun ways to measure goals and you can come up with a creative way. Number three, A and SMART is attainable. This I actually wanted to talk about because attainable and time-based, so T and SMART stands for time. Um, to me, they go together. One is a goal attainable, right? And I often like to say, if your goal doesn't feel attainable, make it attainable. And one easy way for us to make something attainable is to just give us more time to allow ourselves to grow into it and to learn. Um, allow yourself to learn and allow yourself to take time. And I think that's a big piece to actually making a goal attainable. And that is, an, again, goes together with time. If you are short on time, then make sure you adjust your goal um, based on the time frame that you have. And the last one, R, that I want to talk about is relevant. And this comes back to your why. Like, don't choose a goal that actually doesn't mean anything to you. It will be so much harder to work on that goal. And keep in mind too, like, this is your life and your life is short. So why work on a goal that you actually don't really want to achieve? So that's my plan. Make a plan mm -hmm. and make your goals attainable. That's number two. There Same. is something, yeah, yeah, I wanted to bring up now. So like, um, let's say you've gone through this process and I know that I have felt this. Uh, I know friends, clients who have felt this were, okay, they've just done this process and now maybe there's this pressure to hit this goal. Um, and that's just that like some of these are going to be part of your journey. Like you're going to experience new emotions um, such as like fear of failure. Like, oh no, like now I've made this thing, uh, you know, but we could talk about this at the end. Do we want to talk about this at the end? after you've done all of this? It's up to you. Okay. Um, so Katya, if, if I like, I'm one of your clients, so I'm like, okay, I am having a really hard time now. Cause I feel all of this pressure to hit this goal at this time. Um, and it almost makes me not want to do this training program now. Like what, what do you think? What would you say? Yeah, that's a great question. So let's say, let's make it a little bit more specific. Let's say you are my client and you want to climb V5 or like you want to send a specific project, which actually a lot of my clients do come to me with a very specific project in mind. And, you know, some of them reach that goal, which is amazing, but some of them don't. But what comes out in the end is the same, like the same athletes who reach that goal or not, you know, will have grown and learned a lot from the process. Literally, this just happened to me. I worked with two amazing athletes who had very specific goals. One of them reached it, the other one didn't. Both came out with the same outcomes, which is they, they grew and learned a lot. And that actually brings me back to the whys. Because let's say you want to climb a certain grade, like I want to climb E10. You know, it's super arbitrary. I realize this. I'm just being honest here. 
The thing is, we all climbs. I mean, climbing in itself, one could say is arbitrary. All climbs that we want to, you know, climb are somewhat arbitrary, right? And I think what it comes down to is really like, why are you even wanting to reach that goal? You know, the five whys and really digging into that. And for myself, for example, you know, I've been very outspoken about the fact that I want to climb V10 to people around me and it does put pressure on me. Um, but at the same time, I keep in mind what's my actual why. And my actual why is that I want to feel strong. I want to be strong and I want to be healthy and I want to be happy. So I keep that in mind as I work towards that goal. And then the time component is a second component. Sometimes it's just a matter of when and not if. And I think that's something where people just have to be a little bit more patient with themselves sometimes, especially with climbing. Most people we work with, they're not full-time athletes. You know, they're not professional athletes. So there is such a thing as life that can slow us down in trying to reach our goals. And that is very, very important. For example, the one athlete I talked about who didn't quite reach her goal, although she got very close to sending her a project, you know, she only made it out there a few days. Like she didn't have a chance to get back out more often. And that's sometimes just reality. But the truth is that rock climb will still be there in spring and next year. And now that goal that she didn't reach this year is now kind of just a deferred goal and something probably quite easy for her to reach next year. So it's just a matter of being patient and, and you know, allowing yourself sometimes a little bit more time. There's one other thing, like a third piece that I want to talk about later, because it's my fourth one that can also really help with maybe taking off pressure when setting goals. Sounds good. Okay. So number three on this journey um, to reaching your goal or to, you know, get to your road trip destination is don't drive alone. And don't drive alone for many reasons, you know. One, chances are good that you chose a big goal, which is probably why you're listening to this podcast. You know, you didn't just choose something very small and attainable that you can reach next week. So chances are good you chose a big goal and chances are good that that goal is very challenging for you. Um, that means this journey is likely going to be a hard journey. And when we embark on hard journeys, it's always wonderful to have support. So look for a support network that will help you reach your goal. Not only a support network that will cheer you on as you're embarking on this journey, that is very helpful too, but look for mentors, look for people who can actually help you get there. Let's say in my analogy, if you're embarking on this road trip and you might not be a mechanic, but you do need a car that drives really well. So, you know, instead of you figuring out how to take care of your own car, look for professional help that can help you fix your car and get your car ready so you can go on this long road trip. Um, I think as humans, we tend to learn from each other anyway. We learn from each other. Different people have different strengths. And this is why we have teachers. This is why we have members, men mentors. And this is why we have coaches, because we can all help each other. And I think that's something really important. And I don't know why, especially uh, among women, I feel like sometimes this can happen more, at least in my experience, because we have this sense that we have to do everything alone. Like we have to be able to do everything alone and we can't ask for help. When in reality, the very same women who don't want to ask for help love helping other people you know there's something really beautiful about you know creating this community around helping each other um and also allowing yourself to get help when reaching a goal 
I'm sure that there's moms out there who probably understand what it's like when their toddler, you know, doesn't want any help, but you know, you could help your toddler. And sometimes, you know, it's important for us to do things are on our own. But the truth is, if you set out uh, to embark on this journey to reach this really big goal, even when you're getting help, you're still the one, you know, um, doing all the work. So there's only so much help and guidance you can get. But I think for me, that's a big one. I will just um, say this all right, right here now too about climbing specifically, because I was one of these people I um, always trained on my own and it worked well. I still climbed well and I learned a lot kind of training on my own. But when I started working with you, Mercedes, this is how our relationship really got deeper is I hired Mercedes as a coach essentially. And yeah, my climbing just took off from there. And, you know, it still feels like I did it. You're not climbing for me. You're not training for me. Um, I did all the work, but it's been tremendously helpful for me. And honestly, just a lot less stressful. I might have gotten where I'm at in my climbing right now without you. Who knows? But it certainly would have been a lot more stressful. Um, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think Don't Drive Alone makes just the whole journey a lot more pleasant too, a lot more enjoyable. So those I are think, my two uh, Yeah, well, I just had a coaching call this morning with uh, our Stronger Together folks. And um, one of our members, like, sent or maybe even flashed you know sent within just a couple goes his hardest grade ever um and he attributed it to the other people in this community in the stronger together community because you know in in stronger together we do beta spray which is like you can post your videos and uh you can ask for advice and he said that because another member was kind of like giving him these tips he just used those tips while he was climbing and you know like if it wasn't for maybe these other people maybe he wouldn't have realized it as so soon that like these are the things that he was doing on the climb uh so i really do think that people who are your buddies who are really invested in your success uh those are the people you want around you yeah totally okay and the last one I want to talk about today and then Mercedes and I each have a small little extra bonus tip for you guys to reach your goals the last one um the last component to think about when setting goals is actually that it is okay to change directions or unset your goals so we talked a little bit about this pressure that Mercedes um talked about earlier um, where sometimes we set goals and now there's this pressure to reach the goal and I'm here to remind you remember most of us set goals in order in order to grow in order to stay focused you know in order to practice self-mastery like usually our goals are just a means to an end and as such it is really okay to change directions on your road trip let's say you're on your way to Joshua Tree and all of a sudden you realize hey I would much rather go somewhere where it's snowy <laughs> which I don't know why you would do that, but let's pretend you like snow. <laughs> no, but seriously, I want to say it's so important um, for people to realize it's okay to unset goals because I also see a lot of people suffer trying to reach a certain goal when they're not happy with that goal anymore. I will give you a specific example um, in a minute, but I want to emphasize that the moment we set a certain goal and we embark on this journey, we are one kind of person. But because we're all human beings, and if we do this whole goal-setting business right, we'll be growing along this journey. That also means we're changing as people. 
So by the time we're nearing the end of our journey, chances are good that maybe that goal that you said months ago might not align with your values and your focus anymore. And it's totally okay to change directions. In fact, sometimes I think it's so important to change directions to then experience this beautiful other goal that you didn't even think of setting before. This happens to me in climbing a lot. I want to share just two climbing stories where this is really important. I um I remember I was working this really hard climb. Um, it's this V8 in Joe's Valley, and it was just really not working for me on that one day. And I was like, that was my plan for the day. I really wanted to do this climb, but I just, I couldn't do any powerful movements because I felt so tired and out of focus. And instead of banging my head against the wall, because I was so overcommitted to this climb, I said, okay, that's not the climb for today. Let's change directions. Let's do something else. And I went to this other V8 um, that I'd only been on once before and it came together really quickly. And I ended up sending that in just this one session and it felt very doable and easy and I want to I the reason I actually um specifically talked about grades too is because they're the same grades right one felt totally not doable that day whereas the other one really came together because it was more vertical climbing it was more static and controlled climbing and I felt really clumsy in my powerful climbing that day so I just kind of went with the flow and changed directions and I want to give another example, actually, one of my athletes, that was such a beautiful example. She was banging her head against the wall. She got so frustrated with herself. And this I see a lot with trying to send this one specific boulder. And it got to a point where it made her really, really unhappy. And we dove into this and we figured out some whys and we figured out what it is that she really wants. And it turns out she just couldn't let go. She had this arbitrary sense of she needed to finish that boulder when there were so many other things she could climb and enjoy. And I think that's really important to keep in mind. We usually we set goals because we want to be happy. But if these goals now make us suffer and really unhappy and we're not enjoying the process anymore, we should re-evaluate um, what we're doing and move on. There's so much in climbing we could do, so many other climbs we could climb. And I'm not to say, unless it's a gym climb, I'm not saying never go back to it, but sometimes even just taking a break from a project. Oops. Um, one second, I'm sorry. <laughs> even just taking a break from a project, and this could be taking a break from any goal and trying to shift goals for a minute, can be so freeing in the moment. And it can actually also really help us set big goals because we are already allowing ourselves, hey, I'm embarking on this journey. I don't know what it will be like to travel to Nepal. You know, maybe when I get there, I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to force myself to be there for a year if I don't have to. So I think it's just something really important because I think people consider that quitting and we can talk about that. But I'm of the opinion that quitting is a great thing when you're quitting for the right reasons and when you're quitting something that's bad for you. We celebrate people who quit smoking. We think it's wonderful. But, you know, we don't celebrate people quitting, let's say, you know, projecting this climb, which I celebrate that because I think it's really wise and insightful to decide, hey, I'm moving on. It's so important. So I am here to allow you to quit your goals, especially if it allows you to even set them, to even start on this journey, because chances are good, even if you end up not reaching that goal, you will have learned a lot on that journey. Okay, those were my five points, Mercedes, and I see we're running out of time. But both Mercedes and I, we have two small tips to share 
for your journey on reaching your goals. Mercedes, do you want to go first? Okay. Um, so I, you know, a lot of goal setting stuff and habit stuff uh, I get from James Clear. I'm sure maybe some of you have heard of his book, Atomic Habits. I love James Clear when it comes to habit formation. He has some really, really concrete, actionable uh, exercises that you can do. So if you are digging all of the stuff that Katya is talking about, maybe go grab his book. Um, and something that he says in there is that we don't rise to the level of our goals. We actually fall to the level of our systems. And really what he's saying is that if you don't have a good system to stay consistent, um, you you might not reach your goal or you might get frustrated along the way, you know, like things might fall apart. Uh, and, you know, maybe you're beating yourself up about this, but really maybe you should look at how you're setting up how to reach that goal. So go back to your SMART goals, go back to the actions that you have to do in order to complete your goal. And the small thing that I love about habit formation and staying consistent and seeing progress is this thought of being 1% better. Um, and 1% better, it could be in one thing, it could be in multiple things because it's so small. It's so easy to attain 1% that you're going to be able to show up and do it day in and day out. You know, it's one where like, oh, I have to be 100% better. And that feels so daunting. And that's where we put the pressure on ourselves. And maybe we feel this like fear of failure. Uh, so really think about all of the little things that you might have to do in order to get to your goal um, and just try to be 1% better. That could be, okay, I know that I only sleep five and a half hours each week at each night. And this actually affects how I show up the next day. So 1% better would be, I'm going to try to sleep 20 minutes more each night for the rest of the week. And I think you will notice a huge change in how you feel. Um, so think about these, all of the actions that you need to do in order to reach your goal and try to distill it into something very small, something very easy that you can do every day. Um, and I, you know, for a lot of my clients, something that's really easy is maybe just one mobility exercise, uh, especially if they're feeling tight and they really need to work on their climbing technique. That 1% better is often, it's easy to accomplish when you're working on mobility or flexibility. Um, yeah. So that is my one departing tip. Yeah. Awesome. I was like, that was actually two tips in one. I think yeah. I like the, the systems idea that we fall to a systems you said, or, you know, before short reaching your goals. Yeah. I love that Mercedes. And my very last parting tip for everybody is the five minute action rule, where it's actually very similar to Mercedes tip about the 1% better. And what it comes down to is make sure that the changes you're implementing every day are very small and very doable. And that's what the five minute action is about. That's the 1%, what the 1% better is about is the five minute action rule just says, take five minutes each day to work towards your goal. And if you do that consistently, you will spend many hours working towards your goal over the whole year. So even just by five minutes can lead to really, really big changes. And those five minutes, you can even set a timer, could be spend 
researching something. Those five minutes could be spent planning something, making a plan. These five minutes could be spent um, talking to someone. These five minutes could be spent stretching. These five minutes could be spent walking. These five minutes could be spent in so many ways, but make sure you spend five minutes each day to work towards your goal. Just five minutes. Okay. Awesome. That's a tip. And with that, I guess we're about yeah. to ring in the new year, 2024. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so exciting. We hope everybody's going to have a great start. Yeah. Yeah. Happy new year, everybody. Um, and I, I'm excited for 2024. Me too. We have a lot of, we have a lot of goals. <laughs> yeah. We have <laughs> lots of things coming at you in 2024. Yeah. Stay tuned. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We appreciate every listen. And if you don't mind, please review this podcast. It really does help us understand what you like, what you don't like, what you might want to listen to in the future. Uh, this is the best way to support us uh, on this podcast. And if you haven't already done so, you should sign up for my newsletter. I give out tips every week on climbing training, sometimes nutrition, uh, and also give recommendations on what programs to try as we release them. So thanks again for listening and we'll catch it in the next one.